Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second to ask that if you gain any valuable insight from this episode, that you please share and leave a review. We truly appreciate all the support and would love your help to spread the word. Enjoy the episode. I was making pretty good money, but deep down, I just knew like that's not what I was supposed to be doing or that's not where I was supposed to be. I grew up wanting to be an NFL quarterback for 20 years, like from 5 to 25, I wanted to like be the... Well, God's plan wasn't for me to be the quarterback. It was to help the quarterback be successful. What can we do to get you to the next level? I don't care if it's an entrepreneur. Like, what can we do mentally to put you in a position to say, I can do this. I'm going to do it. I've always been a believer in exercise and fitness and that. But um, when it comes to the entrepreneurism and and really um, trying to impact a lot of people, I know how important that exercise, fitness, and nutrition plays. And if you're an athlete, we're gonna do everything we can to dial in your movements and your mindset. Welcome to the show, Todd. Jeff, thank you, it's great to be here. Dude, it's so awesome to finally have you here. Man. I mean, I, f I feel like our circles have been cross-intersecting for so many years. I mean, we were just talking off air, but you know, I grew up in Scripps Ranch and- Wow. That's where uh, Fitness Quest 10 opened, and not only did you steal my 7-Eleven, what do you say? Slurp <laughs> Slurpees to burpees. Slurpees to burpees, <laughs> but you also have trained a lot of my friends, and mm. we know so many of the same people. Now, your daughter goes to Scripps Ranch High School. Go Falcons. Yep, yep, so yep. It's just such a great honor to have you well, here. Well, it's, it's great to be here at the at the home office, the HQ, and uh, obviously I've been a fan of Everbowl for a long time. Thank you. And then in learning more about you and and um, you know who you're hanging with, a lot of a lot of similarities and commonalities around San Diego mm -hmm. and uh, and that. So it's great to to hear your background also. Well, thank you, thank you, and your message and the fact that I believe success in life is a 360 degree element, right? If you're not healthy, if you're not financially mm -hmm. stable, if you don't have good relationships, if you don't have good personal connection with whatever faith or, or belief system you have, you're not really successful. You're just too focused in one area. And just hearing how you bring not only the fitness training, which you've done for so well for so long, but the mindset to mm. it, the belief system, the foundation, and all the areas that we're going to get into that is coming in 2024, it's no coincidence mm. the level of success that you've created for yourself and through your clients over the years. And again, knowing you know Drew Brees, LaDainian Thomas, like some of the biggest, baddest athletes in the world. Yeah. What was it for you, young, once you had to stop playing football, that made you realize my impact is going to be through how I help all of these high achievers? Hmm. That's a good question, Jeff. Um, honestly, uh, when I think about that, it goes back to even when I was younger, when I was a kid. I'm the youngest of eight kids. Eight. Eight kids. Uh, five sisters. Yeah, five. <laughs> five sisters and two brothers. Um, but when I was five, my mom and dad got divorced. And um, I grew up back in New Jersey, and it, it, it rocked me. But at the same time, when you're five to ten, very formative years, um, I just was a little tough kid that, was fighting to you know, go out and play sports and hopefully someday be successful. But um, I had some good mentors when I was younger in football. And um, I think that was a really important aspect of playing sports at a young age of, of giving me something internally and intrinsically that allowed me to ultimately make some key decisions when I was in my 20s. Um, so it really was then, because having a Coach Wolf, uh, a legendary football coach in Brick, New Jersey, and then having my father come back into my life when I was uh, just about 10 years old, those were some really, really pivotal times so that when I eventually went to college when I was 18, I went down to school in Virginia, a place called William & Mary. Um, that was kind of the first time away from home, mom and dad, uh, all my seven brothers and sisters that it was like a wake-up call. And um, when you ask, you know, what, what allowed you to do that, I think growing up the way I grew up, um, not having much, I, uh, I appreciated pretty much anything if I had food on the table. And, and um, my mom worked her tail off, like really worked her tail off. Um, I say it because I just saw my mom two days ago. She's 90. She's still living. And uh, it's, it's cool because... Um, moms are special. My dad died when I was 20. And um, that was the first kind of a major adversity I had. Like, like man, pops, you know, that was my guy. Mm -hmm. and, and when you think about anyone listening in, that when you think about who's the one person you don't want taken from you, 
at that point in my life, it was my dad. He was my biggest cheerleader, my biggest fan, my mentor. Um, he gave me a lot of guidance and wisdom. Next thing you know, I'm 20. I'm battling for a starting football quarterback job, and that all of a sudden, life turns upside down. Unexpectedly? Oh, yeah, heart attack. Um, so, you know, it's, a, it, it's that that time. I'm like, man. And my oldest son now is 20. And I'm like, man, that's how old I was when my, when my dad passed. So... When it comes to health and fitness, um, I take it really serious because I know that uh, it's, <laughs> it's something that's not guaranteed. And mm-hmm. um, it's the ultimate neutralizer. Right. Money can't buy you health. One hundred percent. Steve Jobs learned yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, no matter how much wealth you've that's created, it. you can't buy health. You can't can't do it. And I've I've lived that. I never grew up wanting to be a coach or a trainer um, or a gym owner or anything like that. Um, and then I fortuitously in my 20s through a lot of different um, left turns and right turns and and everything else um, uh, ended up in in the in the field of coaching and fitness and and health and while I, I have a couple different roles that I play um, you know the last 20 years or so have primarily been in the health and fitness and coaching space and what what was it that actually got you there like what was that moment when you were like you know what <laughs> I never thought of this. <laughs> But this is kind of what I'm leaning into. Yeah. It really was an injury. <laughs> it really was because I was 25. I just got done playing. Well, I was playing professional football as a quarterback overseas. I was in Europe, and I I, I suffered a serious back injury. Um, and uh, when the doctor in France said, uh, does he have a back problem? <laughs> does he have thir- three herniated discs and spinal stenosis and degenerative back disease? Football career over. Um, I'd already had my degree in Kines and and um, had some certifications, but my my goal and dream in life was I wanted to be an NFL quarterback. That's what I wanted to do. And I was 25, and I was loving life, and I was like, this is the circuitous route uh, to it. But that's what I was doing. And when I um, when I got hurt over there, that was a, a, a the door slams closed, and um, I went down a five year journey of really healing my back pain. And going and living in 13 different cities over a few years to heal my back without having surgery. And uh, what I really is looking back, right, hindsight's 2020, is all my 20s were about was learning. I was learning from different gurus and healers and strength and conditioning coaches and doctors and physiatrists and physical therapists and energy healers. Because when you're in back pain, you'll do anything to get out of back pain. And I did everything. And I was fortunate that I didn't ever have surgery. Um, but I ultimately ended up on the West Coast, being from the East Coast. I ended up in L.A. I was working for a guy named Michael King. Michael King at the time, he produced uh, Oprah Winfrey, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. I'm training Michael um, and uh, living in Malibu. And and I'm like, man, how did I get to Malibu, California? I'm a, I'm a Jersey guy, and now football's done. I'm training these Hollywood people. And on the outside world, life was good. Like my buddies, were living, they're, they're working Wall Street, making big money, and I'm like, out in Hollywood as a trainer, right? Like doing this stuff. But I don't know if you've ever been there, Jeff, in your life. I I was making pretty good money, but deep down, I just knew like that's not what I was supposed to be doing or that's not where I was supposed to be. And I left LA, I moved to San Diego and I moved to San Diego because my car, my beat up old Volvo would have never made it back east. (laughs) So I was like, I'll go to grad school and on day one, I met my future wife in grad school. And upon graduation from grad school, I was just 29 years old. Um, I, uh, I had an opportunity to go back to L.A. to be a full-time strength and conditioning coach, tenure track at a university college. And um, I turned it down because of my girlfriend, future wife. She got offered a, a job as a teacher at a college here in San Diego. So I made that decision, and for three, four months, I was pretty lonely. Like, man, I just I could have a career job, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Let me open a gym, <laughs> right? So that was really the impetus of this winding road of, hey, let me try this gym thing, and I'm going to open up a personal training studio where I can combine massage therapy, which was a big part of my healing, doing all this rolfing and structural integration, Zen ther- body therapy, along with all my training that I was doing. It was year 2000. That's when I opened my gym, year 2000, January 2000, and I did. I opened it with no clients, no money, no business plan. Hey, let me open a gym. A little different today of doing that, but that was the dream. And uh, I look back in my 20s, it's like it was all about learning. 
And uh, yeah, I lost my dad at 20. I got hurt at 25 and all these different uh, aspects happened. Um, but looking back, man, what some fond years they were that really were the impetus and, and groundwork to allow me to do for the next 20 plus years of some of the work that I did um, at Fitness Quest 10, my gym. And uh, yeah, that was the start of it all. During your 20s, going through those big life milestones or life events that were catastrophic, back, losing your father, obviously you were probably in a lot of low places mm. during those 10 years. The thing I, I know about you today is how strong you are mentally. Yeah. How did you deal from the mindset side while you were going through that decade, not going to the shame, blame, pity, victim, could have done all these things? I'm sure there were moments, but how did you get out of it? How did you stay mentally tough and build the foundation of who you are today and what you teach today? I think part of it was coming through sport. I was always an athlete, and I having great coaches when I was younger with football, basketball, baseball, all these things I think helped formulate that mindset of, you know, the best is yet to come, the best is yet to come. That being said, I certainly wasn't the most positive and optimistic person after my dad died or, or that, but I always intrinsically felt very, and humbly speaking, that there was something special I needed to do and create. And uh, I've always been a man of faith. I grew up Catholic, um, but then went to school in the South, and you know, I, I just continue to hone in on my faith and faith and faith. And my twenties, um, my faith deepened after me questioning a lot. After my dad died, and questioning like, how, God, how can you take my father? And a lot of going to um, uh, you know one of the pastors who um, mentored me during that time, my faith deepened and and it deepened. So I, I think one of it is just my faith was became stronger and stronger in my 20s. And um, that was a huge part of allowing me to navigate some of the toughest times because, listen, when you're going through tough times, whether you're a faith or not a faith, it's still a hard time. Mm -hmm. But it definitely kept me positive and um, was the ground, it was the foundational groundwork that was um, important to know that life's not over. As long as the sun's coming up, man, I got a shot to keep going. Mm -hmm. And I felt like while I didn't know exactly what I was going to be doing yet, um, I needed to keep going. And the one thing I'll say is, I don't know if any of your listeners ever do this, and I don't know, Jeff, if you've gone through this, but in my 20s, on the outside world, it looked great. I'm trained, I'm, li I'm, I'm in playing pro football in my early 20s, and I'm living in L.A. and Malibu. But on the outside world, like all my buddies were making big money on Wall Street. And I'm like, I'm making that much money in right. the beginning. Like, I'm like, yeah, the outside world looks, it looks good, but I'm like, until I got rolling, um, it it could be a little bit of a uh, of an empty world, but I never put my my um, my value or any of that in how much money I was making. It was always about am I happy? Am I am I am I on the right track? My twenties, I guess I was a little bit delayed in the fact that it wasn't like, hey, I need to make X amount of dollars. It was really I got to find my 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 bliss. I got to find and trust like the path that I'm on is going to lead me to tap into the gifts that I believe I have, and I didn't know what they were really didn't know what they were, but um, looking back with many jobs, many roles, many, many responsibilities, it ultimately took me to San Diego to meet my future wife, to open up my, my gym, and, and um, even where I'm at today with all the different things I'm doing, that was kind of the impetus. Again, stem back all the way to the youngest of eight kids yeah. and mom and dad getting divorced to who I am today as a man. Obviously, being the youngest of eight can't be easy. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I just I was the youngest of two, and I always felt like the youngest always gets the the, the bad rap. You know, it's like oh, you get the hand me down. You, you do, you do. Your your milestones have already been seen once by mm -hmm. your older your your siblings, so your parents aren't as excited. You know, like, oh hey, good <laughs> oh, job, whoops, Jeff. yeah, whoops, seen that before. You know, but she's doing this or he's doing this. The youngest of eight. I mean, mm. and only and obviously having a single parent. I mean, did you did you kind of have to raise yourself during your teenage years? Not saying your mom wasn't there, but. She had to work multiple jobs. She had seven no, siblings. Yeah. I never felt like that. That's for sure. Um, my mom is the most loving person I know. And again, she just turned 90 and she is a, talk about mindset. She is a strong woman. And um, Is she here in San Diego? She's in Florida. I just got back from Florida. My daughter had a lacrosse game down there, but lacrosse tournament. And um, when I look at my mom now, I see such strength. I mean, I mean, she was the one who's making meals, every meal, doing laundry, 
every like every night, every night of football and basketball and baseball and soccer, like all these things, and um, putting food on the table and um, you know going through that. I had a lot of love. I, I think back, and that's the mo- what I'm most reflective between my mom and my sisters. Um, I also had great coaches, yep. and that's where the importance of coaching comes in because in all the sports, I would, you know, in, in, in eleven varsity letters and this stuff and. I had great coaches, coaches who poured into me, and they must have known my situation because I didn't like to talk about it because I was embarrassed. I was the lunch ticket kid. Like, I didn't know what lunch tickets are, but I was the poor kid that had lunch tickets, and Mm -hmm. I'd hand it to the lunch ticket lady to make sure my friends couldn't see it. I'd be turning my head and hand it to them because I didn't want them to know I was the poor kid. Um, But, yeah, that's, I think, part of what makes me who I am today and as part of my upbringing is I never felt like it was anything different it was just man I, I had a lot of love around me and a lot of support my coaches and my my family were were really important in that yeah I mean the love that you get outside of the house is just as important yes yeah. especially for I, I was a boy so I don't know if it's the same for for young girls I'm sure it is but you are spend you spend a lot of time with when you play sports on those teams that's right yeah and those coaches and all coaches can really impact the huge year. They don't always understand that impact. Yeah. Some of them do, and they take it seriously, but others don't realize that level of impact that they are helping to create the human being that will come from yeah. their time with these young men and women. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And I think that's part of the reason why, as a coach now, you know, earlier even this year, I was doing some soul searching on, um, you know, if you had to define yourself in one word, like what's your divine uniqueness? You know, what's your divine uniqueness? Um, if you could say in one or two words, like what, what, what is it that you, in my 20, I don't, I, I wouldn't have been able to answer that in my twenties and thirties, I don't think, cause I had a lot, but if that, if there's one word for me, it's coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I coach in a lot of different realms now, physically, I'm still training athletes, but as a life coach and, um, coaching my kids, like I have three kids uh, and everything. I, I, I think it is because of who I was around when I was younger. I always had coaches in my life. To this day, I still have coaches in my life between business coaches, spiritual coaches and mentors, um, you know, life coach. I, coaching is just part of my DNA, and I, it's because of the number of, of uh, great coaches I had in my life growing up and the role they played from, you know, Coach Wolf picking me up in eighth grade and, 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 and bringing me to practices to, you know, bringing me to FCA huddles to hopefully help grow my, my faith at, at a young age, um, all the way up into success in high school and college, I always had good coaches around me and I'm fortunate for that. I think it was just for me, that was God's plan to, hey, someday you're going to be a coach. Um, and whether it's in this business or that business or this business, but all the quote business that I'm involved with, I'm a coach. I mean, that's what I do. When I speak now, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a coach who speaks. Yep. Right, um, I, and I'm a coach who leads um, my businesses. I'm a coach, so to me, the divine uniqueness. Uh, I'm a coach. That's what I do. Well, and I love that because we've talked on this show. For those listening, you've heard, you know, when Tim Grover was here, um, and Bedros, and all the other previous guests. Everyone who is extremely successful, I know, has some coach. Yeah, and even the people I don't know, whether you're Kobe Bryant. Drew Brees, they yeah. all had coaches. That's it. Doesn't mean they can do the job better than you, but they can give you perspective and help yeah. shape and guide and be perspective and even sometimes just ask you the tough questions. That's right. And force you to have that that yeah. internal dialogue that's gonna get you to where you need to go. That's why I I, I kind of laugh sometimes now, looking back, always 2020 again, right? Is I grew up wanting to be an NFL quarterback for 20 years, like from five to twenty-five. I wanted to like be the well. You know, with, with Drew, I've been coaching him now for 21 years, mm-hmm. 21 years. And in in coaching him on, you know, the physical side, the mental side, all those different aspects of his career, it's just funny. Like, God's plan wasn't for me to be the quarterback. It was <laughs> to help the quarterback be successful physically, mentally, stay involved in all those things. And um, it's 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 funny sometimes when you think you have life all figured out and, and you look back, it's always 2020. Mm-hmm. But when you're trying to figure it out and navigate it, I was like, okay, I got it. I'm supposed to coach these athletes to be the best they can be on and off the field yep. in all aspects, hold them accountable um, to what that is. And I think that's that's one of the things I really, really uh, cherish. As an entrepreneur, I know how meaningful it is to invest in the people and causes that are close to me. And on GoFundMe, it's easy, safe, and powerful to do just that. 
whether you're supporting a family member, friend, local business, or charity. And whenever you make a donation, you're protected by the GoFundMe Giving Guarantee. Visit GoFundMe.com today to help make a positive difference in your community. Hey, fitness fans, ready to crush your fitness goals? Make your move to EOS Fitness, where becoming a member starts at just $9.99 a month. Gyms are open 24-7 and packed with the latest gym equipment to keep your workouts fresh. What are you waiting for? Give them a call, drop by, or hit up jefffenster.com forward slash EOS to join. EOS Fitness, better gym, better price. Now, let's get after those goals. So I'm really curious because you were very... I don't want to say inexperienced, but you opened your first gym. Yep. You didn't have a ton of gym experience. None. <laughs> and yet, none. An NFL quarterback named Drew Brees bet on you. Mm. There has to be some reason, something that triggered that relationship, the catalyst that said, you know what? Because I asked him the same question about Michael Jordan. You know, yep. when he tells that story, yep, yep. That everyone else said no, but Michael wanted to do things differently. What was it that Drew saw in you or you saw that you were able to offer Drew that? this relationship got started and there was that bet because an NFL quarterback can probably get access to quite a lot of coaches. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, well, it's funny. It's funny because I first saw Drew when he just got drafted by the chargers, San Diego chargers. He was with his wife, then girlfriend, Brittany. They were at the airport and I was at the airport. It was like year 2000. Like I hadn't trained him yet. And he, he's coming frolicking through the airport, holding Brittany's hand. They're like, they're like 21 years old. Right now it's 30. And, and you know, they're frolicking through. I'm like, there's Drew. And I was going to say something to him. I was like, nah, I'll leave the guy alone. Like, whatever. Um, the way I got to know him and become his coach is, is kind of a crazy story. Again, um, call it what you want. For me, you have these different God winks or moments in time. There's a guy named Vaughn Parker. Vaughn was the left tackle for the San Diego Chargers. His wife trained Pilates. We had Pilates at the gym. A year into the gym, this this gal comes in. She's like, hey, my ba- my husband has a bad back. Can you work with him? I'm like, sure, I'll work with anybody. I'm just trying to make the business work. I didn't know her husband was Vaughn Parker. Mm-hmm. Vaughn Parker, 6'6", 320. He comes through the door. I mean, he's massive. And he comes in. I'm like, what, what does this guy do? And he's the left tackle. He comes in for massage therapy. I'm doing body work on his and his hips. So I'm on his hips because I my, remember my football career ended to a back injury. Mm-hmm. Vaughn Parker has a back injury. I'm working on the same, same side of hit me. Your psoas, your, your psoas is your hip flexor muscle. So I'm working on his psoas, his hip rotators, all things that he's like, oh my God, this is amazing. And as I'm working on him, I hear this splintering. I'm like, man, this back, I've never heard a back splinter before. He's like, oh, my God, that feels amazing. So so he's he's like, this is great. I'm hearing the splintering get louder and louder. Next thing I know, the massage table broke <laughs> in half. Vaughn Parker's on the ground. And I'm like, oh, my God, my first pro athlete I've ever worked with, I just split the table in half. He's like, what just happened, TD? I'm like, I'm not sure. <laughs> but I'm like, I can't stop the session. So I had just watched, <laughs> show my age here, a VHS tape of um, someone doing Thai massage. Now, Thai massage, a lot of flexibility, mobility. I take off my shoes. I start walking on Vaughn Packer's back. I'm in his glutes, his piriformis, and I'm, I'm doing his work. He's like, this is amazing. I'm like, been, I've been studying it. <laughs> right? We got this. Figure it out when, when things go astray. So I'm working on him. He's on the ground. He's like, when I'm all done, I'm sweating like a horse. And he's like, TD, that was really amazing work. Could you come down to the San Diego uh, Chargers um, team room on Mondays after the game and do work like that on me and some of the guys? I'm like, absolutely. That next Monday, I'm at the Chargers doing work, and that's how I came in touch with Drew and Ladanian. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing work. Ladanian, although I never worked on Ladanian at the San Diego Chargers facility, he's like, Hey, I understand you do some functional fitness. You call it functional fitness work. Can I work with you when the season ends? I said, absolutely. Here's my number. Remember, cell phones didn't exist in year yep. 2001 and two. Pagers did. Pagers did, right? That's exactly right. And um, he called me up the day after the season was over. Ladanian, um, first round pick, San Diego Chargers, calls me up. He's like, I need to get in. I'm like, when do you want to start? Tomorrow. I'm like, 
shoot. It was his first year, rookie year, did really well. Next thing, he comes in, and I start training Ladanian. Three weeks later, he brings his quarterback in, Drew Brees. That's, that was the start. And, like, how did that happen? Because as a quarterback myself, my whole career, it's all in the core. 60% of your power is generated from your trunk. So I'm like, I'm going to go on this cat's trunk. I want to see where he's at. So I'm doing this core work, and he's, like, weak. I'm like, Drew, your core, we, we can do, we can make a lot of progress in your throwing because your core, especially in your rotary torso and doing all this rotation work on the BOSU side-ups, it's not where it needs to be. Massive room for improvement here. Light bulb moment went off for him, just like it went off for Ladanian in a balance exercise I did with him. And that was the start of it. It was trust. He trusted me right away. And I was nervous as heck working with those guys because, like you said, I'm a young guy, mm-hmm. green as green gets. Even though I came from an athlete background, I never trained any athletes, let alone pro athletes. I mean, I didn't have a lot of athletes in my stable. It was everyday Tom, Dick, and Harry's uh, that were coming in. Next thing I know, I have Ladanian, then Drew. And in the <clears throat> athlete world, as you probably know, it's so much word of mouth. And um, you know, both Ladanian and Drew, they ran hard together for nine years training. And um, you know, a few years later, uh, Ladanian became the NFL MVP in 2006, and his running mate, um, Drew Brees was the same year he blew out his shoulder the year before. He was the NFL MVP runner-up. So Ladani and Drew were one and two in 2006, and um, uh, the rest is history from there. It was all word of mouth. And, and to set the stage, since I was a high school kid in 2000 when you opened Fitness Quest 10 and would always go visit my parents in Scripps Ranch, Todd's gym, for those of you who are saying, yeah, but I don't. I can't mm. build the greatest gym ever. Let me give you some serious things. <laughs> to this day, mm. at Fitness Quest Ten, mm. they are running in the parking lot. Mm. I am watching them train inside his facility, which is awesome. But when they need more space, they go into the parking lot. Yeah, and they're doing burpees. They're doing. Uh, you're, they're pushing the tire. I mean, I watch and have watched over the last twenty years how you didn't let lack of resources not create an environment for you to perform. And now it's even cooler. But back then. They have two facilities in the same shopping center because it wasn't big enough. So it built off of itself. And what you also said without saying is you said yes to a woman who you didn't know her value. Can I work on her husband? Of course I can. Yep. I don't need to know that you're an NFL player. I didn't chase that. Nope. I chased uh, making friends and delivering value to as many humans as I can. And from that, that's opportunities it. fall. Yeah. No, 100% right, Jeff. I mean, by the way, we didn't have a second facility until six years after. And the, the first one was 2,000 square feet. Upstairs. Upstairs. Carpet on the floor, mm-hmm. refurbished equipment. But I always said, I could train you in a parking lot. It was never about the equipment. It was never about the carpet, the flooring, or anything else. It was, if I'm going to connect with you, I'll change your life. That was my mindset. It wasn't yep. like I'm going to say that. But I'm like, if, 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 if I have the opportunity to work with you, and it didn't matter if you're Donna Dickinson, the at the time 65-year-old woman who wants to play tennis, um, if it was uh, Carter Pease, uh, Daryl Winhart, or LaDainian Tomlinson, or Drew Brees, put me in a parking lot, and, and we'll get better. Mm-hmm. And that was always that mindset of, we don't need the, the prettiest or the best stuff or that. It was 2,000 square feet, carpet, refurbished equipment, and let's get better. Yep. And LaDainian space, when you MVP, and Drew, it was, we trained in pretty much like an eight by eight space. We didn't even really use a lot of equipment per se, other than some like BOSUs and functional equipment. We didn't use all the steel that we you know have today, but um, it was more about we're going to get better, and we did. Well, and you were also, I mean, you, you say functional fitness, but you were really ahead of the curve because we didn't have YouTube back then. We didn't have really <laughs> the internet. So to learn all these things, you know, I, play, I was playing football in 2000 and 2001 in high school trying to figure out how I could get better. And you don't have the resources today that you yeah. do, you know, but you brought functional fitness. And one of my favorite LaDainian Tomlinson stories is that his mom made him do ballet. Yeah. And that footwork obviously has shown in how amazing he was on the football field. But you brought that to your training. That that was kind of a little bit revolutionary. I mean, I'm sure there were other pockets of, and people doing that, but there wasn't like a YouTube thing where everyone yeah. can learn it. So you had to bring that. And I think that that approach is also applicable to the mind. Yeah. Because I you have to, to believe think, that. I used to think, man, I wish I knew what I was playing, what I'm actually teaching. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you think about when I was playing, like, like 10 years prior to that, it was squat, lunge, bench, lat pull, tricep, press down, bicep curl, and go hard and heavy. That's right. Like, so as a quarterback, I'm a rotational athlete. But everything was trained linearly. 
So I'm like, okay, this doesn't make sense. I want to be strong with all those moves, but we better train with rotation. We better train diagonally. So I just started thinking like, okay, let's look at the movement of a quarterback. Now it's, it's, you know, it's accepted that that's how you do it, obviously. But back then it was, it was uh, definitely at the forefront of, of how to train a, a rotational athlete, I'll say, between pitchers and, and, you know, any throwing athlete. It doesn't matter yeah. what sport, but, um, yeah, it was it was it was definitely out of the curve, and even now you're always pushing the envelope. And even now with the athletes I work with, between football, baseball, basketball, the different ones, um, it's what's what can we do to get you to the next level? I don't care if it's an entrepreneur. Like, what can we do mentally to put you in a position to say, I, I can do this. I'm going to do it because I do believe that physically, when you're in the best shape of your life, when you feel strong. There's a big crossover physically into performance in the boardroom, in the business room. I don't care if that boardroom, the business room is is a field or it's actually a boardroom, literally mm-hmm. like how you think. And that's the biggest growth I've made in the last 20 years is I've always been a believer in exercise and fitness and that. But um, when it comes to the entrepreneurism and, and really um, trying to impact a lot of people, I know how important that exercise, fitness, and nutrition plays. And if you're an athlete, we're going to do everything we can to dial in your movements and your mindset. Yep. All right. So that's, that's still what I do. <laughs> and, th- and that was your, your first book, yeah. Impact Body Plan. In, Impact Body Plan, which is a bestseller. Thank you. <laughs> and one of four. Yeah. And I don't know if we can mention... We're working, on, we're, work, we're working on 2024 is going to be big. I'll just say that. 2024 <laughs> is going to be go Big. What I think you bring and why you speak nationally, why you have your podcast, mm. why you're known as a coach in all walks of life is because you do talk about the mind. Mm. And whether you're an entrepreneur or an athlete, I agree with you. If you're not taking care of your health and your wellness and you're not looking at the nutrition and how you move your body, you're going to have pain and things that distract you in the boardroom. Yep. Because most of us are not 100%. professional athletes, 100%. right? And most of us have careers post. Like we talk about Drew. Right. You know, I do a lot of business with Drew. Drew's involved in so much business today. He's mm. not on a football field anymore. But he still brings it. He sure does. He brings it. Um, I didn't get to see him in the locker room, but I'm assuming he still mm. brings that same level of dedication that he did on the field. It starts with taking care of yourself. Mm. For those of entrepreneurs who are sitting here saying, yeah, but I'm working 100-hour weeks trying to make my business work. I don't have time mm. to focus on my, my, my physical fitness. I don't have, you know, I'm a, a single parent or two parents struggling to pay their bills while get their side hustle going while being a present parent. How do you coach them or advise them to carve that out, to realize that you have to take some time to be selfish about your body because without it, you're going to break down? Yeah. Two things. And first, I want to mention something you just said about Drew because Drew now as a businessman is, is the same as what he was when he was playing. I've been with him for the majority of his career of 20 years. He brought the best out in everyone when he was training with Ladanian or Sproles or Ertz or Gerald McCoy or Chase Daniel, all the guys. He made every session better because he was in that. Like, it was it was crazy. If Drew was there, the session was going up. And it wasn't just because my intensity was up. Drew brought that intensity and heat and presence. And he always has. Why is that important? Because in the business world, when you go to your desk or you go to the boardroom and you do your work, are you making people around you better? Because people, the other athletes would say, man, I, I, I just that was a great workout. Yeah, because the people you're around mm-hmm. and who you're training with or or, or you're, you're working with, it's really important those three, four, five, eight people that you're surrounding yourself with. So when I talk about Iron Sharpens Iron Man, who are you hanging out with? This is a really important aspect. And Drew epitomized that, right? So that was the, the first thing. The second aspect to answer your question specifically is, I don't care if you're working 50 hours a week or 100 hours a week or more you got to make sure that you are dialed in with your physical conditioning. I'll say that to anybody, and I've worked with billionaires, and I've worked with the the most successful people on the planet. It doesn't matter if you don't have your health, you have nothing. And I say this, if he or she who has their health has a thousand dreams, he or she who does not has one. And I've been with people on their deathbed. I've been with people who have just been diagnosed with diseases that are going to die, and they're going to die. And I've been with people um, who've turned their life around, their health and fitness, along with the athletes who are, who are playing because they either love the game or because they can make good money at it. But it comes down to your physical health. 
if you don't have that, you got nothing. And I know firsthand. I know firsthand that because I've been I've been where I've had my health. I've been where I haven't had my health. And I've always, always preached the fact that you got to make sure you prioritize your your physical health and your inner self. If you got your physical health and your inner self, those are the two spokes of my ten forms of wealth. Wealth not meaning money, but wealth meaning harmony of your of your entire existence. But if you have your your physical health and your inner self, the first two of the ten forms of wealth, man, that's everything. So what I would say to that person is. You can't afford not to prioritize. Matter of fact, what I'll say is this, do it first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not a morning person. Okay, do it first thing in the morning. Because uh, Pastor Jeremiah, not an athlete, he's 82 years old. He's one of the clients I work with now. And, and Jeff, when I say this guy inspires me more than most any other human being, he's 82, just came out with his, his best-selling book, hundreds of thousands of copies already sold. He comes in at the worst time of the day for him because he's like, I need to prove to myself that I can still get through this and prioritize my health because I need to be at the pulpit preaching and I need to be on fire at 82 years old. Guy's been going 50 <laughs> years. I'm like, I just talked to them on the way up here. Guy's like, I feel like the most, I got to step my game up because he's 82. He's like, don't forget what I'm telling you when I'm 75, Todd. Don't forget when you're 75 what I'm telling you right now. I'm like, gosh, who you hang out with is everything and your physical health, if you don't have that and you lose it, None of it matters because all of a sudden now, mentally, physically, you can't be the husband, spouse that you want to be. You can't be the parent you want to be. Your your mind is full of garbage and you got stinking thinking going on. Man, to me, um, whatever that means. I've had two knee replacements. I've had injuries throughout the wazoo. Find a way to move. Your, in, your knees are hurt, work your upper body. Your body's hurt, work your lower body. Mm-hmm. You, you got to go out for a crawl, go out for a crawl. And I've been there too. Find a way to move your body to get your mind right because your body and your, your mind work together. And if you want to change your physiological state and your psychological state, you want to change your psychological state, change your physiological state. So if you want to change your psychological state, change your physiological state because when you change your physiological state, you're going to change your psychological state. All because whether it's walking, jogging, running, lifting, all these things are crucial. You have to prioritize it. And it doesn't need to be two hours a day. It could be literally 30 minutes a day and you can change your life. I agree. And I also want to add, for especially the entrepreneurs struggling with time management and struggling with the fact that they're not seeing progress where they need it in their professional world, Yep. by winning the day with mm. those micro goals. So I believe in Kaizen, and we were talking off air, and you mentioned win the day, and I, I believe the idea of 1% better Kaizen and win stacking. By doing that workout, by making sure that you prioritize, you will mm. start to see progress faster than maybe you will in your business. But that will get you the momentum yep. to keep moving. And you'll start to see those wins that don't derail you when you're feeling like nothing is happening. You'll notice those physiological and psychological improvements yeah. and changes. Yeah. And that's something that I've learned through the years is I, I used to try to really manage my time better. Now, to me, I, I, I love the, the energy management system. I really try to manage my energy. When do I need to be on energy-wise? Like when do I have to be on, whether it be a podcast Jeff with yourself, or I'm going and doing a, a, a talk where my energy's got to be on point. It might be a two, three, four hour window of time a day where my energy's got to be on fire. And the other time, it might be down a little bit where I can do more focused work on it, but it's all about energy management, knowing, hey, if I've got eight hours a day or six hours a day or 10 hours a day, when can I produce the highest levels of energy when I can output. So the way I structure my day now, I share it in my Get Your Mind Right book, chapter three, I talk about how you structure your day and you put your highest energetic um, tasks earlier in the day when you have the, if that's when you have your highest level like I do, I work out and then everything's output in the morning. From, yep. from nine to one is output. This We're doing this right now. It's in the morning, highest output. I don't do podcasts my own late in the day when my energy is starting to slow down and tank. So how do you do that? Well, then you look at your energy management and your tasks and you do your things later in the day that aren't maybe as as meaningful. Emails. Hate emails. Emails like do them later in the day. I don't need I don't need to have it all day or like how do you protect your energy and time um, to do those things that are gonna help move the needle and 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 make an impact in the world. So you keep saying the word impact. It's on your shirt. Yeah. What does that mean to you? It's become a way of life for me. Um, I wrote the Impact Body Plan in 2010. It really, it was 
I don't even really know. It wasn't a brand. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, my soul. Um, but when I went and, and went to publish the book and they told me it wasn't called the impact body plan and they told me it was called something else, I said, no, it's called the impact body plan. They're like, sorry, we, we don't think it's going to be the case. And I said, okay, I don't want the book. They said, what? We, the impact body plan came out. And, um, and over the last 13 years since it came out, it has become my way of life and everything I do. It, it stands, there's an acronym, live inspired, master your craft, so play at world class, take action, condition for greatness, and be tenacious. Live inspired. In everything you do, how do you live inspired? How do you have big dreams? How do you go for what you want to do? And how do you really take your divine uniqueness along with all your gifts that you've been ordained with and, and live that? Master your craft is... <laughs> talk to Drew about this all the time. Like, how do you become great at what you do? They used to have the 10,000 hour rule, right? Or the 10 year mm -hmm. rule. Now it's like, hey, every day, how do you master your craft? How do you work on the tasks that are going to be most important to move that needle? Um, the P is play at world class. That's the mindset. Play at world class is a mindset. Um, people listening to the show didn't listen to the show because they want to play at an average level. They believe there's something inside of them that I'm going to be special. I am special. I need a nugget or two. Play at world class is when you show up, you show up with everything you got, even when you don't feel like it, even when you're tired. How do the habits, how do you How do you go into the habits that are necessary to help you set yourself up for th success in three months, six months, three years, whatever that may be. Take action is, everyone wants to, you know, I, I want to be healthy, I want to be fit, I want to be a millionaire, I want to be, action is take action. Don't just say it. Take action on it. Put yourself in circles around you that are really going to help you get you to where you want to go. And then um, condition for greatness, man. Condition for greatness, and I'm getting emotional with this because it's, it's, it's my soul, but condition for greatness isn't just physical. It's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. How do you condition yourself on all levels on a consistent daily basis so that physically and energetically, like you and your faith, well, everything that you're doing, you're in line with who you truly are, and then you can show up as the man or woman that you're designed to be so conditioning for greatness, and the T is tenacity. It's energy, fervor, spirit. It's showing up with energy of like, hey, he's different, she's different, because you have habits that allow you to do that. So to me, impact has become a way of life. Everything I do is impact, um, and a lot of my programs, my impact coaching, life coaching, it's impact. Um, it just becomes something that's been part of my DNA since 2010, and um, it's heck, it'll be on my grave someday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and what I love about it is that's your success formula. Mm. That is your core values. That is your, mm. your, your roadmap. When you're not sure what you're doing in your next venture, your next project, you lean on impact. Amen. And for those watching, we talk about success formula over and over and over again. And someone with your level of success who have trained some of the world's greatest athletes from Olympians to professional football players, building a world-class gym that you got to exit, speaking on stages all over the country, four-time best-selling author, mm. a podcast that's badass where you inspire you. and help. If you're wondering, well, how can he do it? Impact. Mm. That's the formula that you follow. And what I love about it is it's on your chest. Because yeah. I talk about formulas all the time. I think success is formulaic. Mm -hmm. And I think the people who aren't successful yet haven't figured out their formula. Mm. And I always say, if you don't have one, steal one until you make it your own. Preach. <laughs> right? You can, you can work with a coach like you and get that coaching. Mm -hmm. You'll train me on how to live my life with impact. That's it. That's and now it. all of a sudden, your formula is my formula, mm -hmm. and I'm going to get the results. Yep. Yep. And that's the common thing that successful people figure out. That's why LaDainian and Drew Brees work with you. Yeah. That's why billionaires work with you mm -hmm. and entrepreneurs and 82-year-old pastors. Yeah. Right? It's not because they want to be the next LaDainian Tomlinson. That's right. Yeah. That's a trainer. And that's why I love that you didn't say I'm a trainer because trainers train. Mm -hmm. Coaches are different. Yeah, Coaching is way more. I almost would rather hear, and what you said from a coach, what we do with moving iron, anyone can do that. Mm -hmm. We're going to fix and create the best form of you in a 360-degree totality mindset. Yeah, 100%. And that's why I love that. Oh, thank you. And thank I love you. that it's on your wrists. It's, it's on everywhere. Your shirt. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Hey, everybody. Looking for great insights? Entrepreneur.com's podcast network is the place for you. Check out podcasts like Problem Solvers and Smart Passive Income for smart advice. Hear true stories on how success happens, financial updates on dirty money, 
deep dives with behind the review and food trends on restaurant influencers. And don't miss my new show. It's all at entrepreneur.com forward slash listen. Let's start our success journey today. Hey there, it's your host, Jeff Fenster, and I have something very exciting to share with you today. You know, here on the Jeff Fenster Show, we're all about growth, both personally and professionally. Speaking of growth, have you ever heard of Everbull? As the proud founder of Everbull, I can tell you firsthand that we're on a mission to help everyone unevolve, to live actively and eat stuff that's been around forever. Imagine stepping back into a world where everything you eat is fresh, nourishing, and packed with nutrients. At Everbowl, we've got you covered with our wide range of superfood bowls. But it's not just about the food. It's about a community of like-minded individuals who are determined to embrace a vibrant, fulfilling lifestyle. Join us on this journey as we redefine what it means to be healthy and active. So if you're ready to unevolve and be the best version of yourself, head over to everbowl.com and check out our menu. I want to talk about something that you told me about that's coming out. Mm. That's going to help all entrepreneurs. I believe it's GSD. Yeah. God-sized dreams. Yeah. I said it right? Yeah. God-sized dreams planner. And I don't mm. want to misspeak about it. So would you tell our audience about it? Because it's something that you guys can buy right now. Mm. And you can implement in 2024 and make 2024 your best year. So if you're sitting there, there's one in there. Yeah. A, action. Yep. I say take immediate decisive action is one of my core values. Mm. So right now, you can take action and get involved. Can you explain to them kind of what your purpose is with GSD, what they're going to get from it, and how they can use it in 24? Sure. Thank you for asking and, and sharing that. We had a discussion prior to what I'm working on, and that was one of the things I've been putting my heart and soul into the last few months. Um, the last several years, I've taken over 15 years of what you say formulaic reverse engineering um, success into what do you want out of life? What do you want out of the year? And, and reverse engineering it all the way down. And I've created these systems that I use personally and those whom I coach. I used to just share it with those who I coach. And then three years ago, I started sharing it um, with my God-sized dreams planner. And um, what it really is, is there's different aspects. And besides just a planner, which of course it has, you know, your 2024 calendar and all those things, your to-do list in there, um, really is it's the coaching inside of it. And the first and most important thing right now is the annual strategic plan, your annual strategic plan. And in that plan, there are the most important questions you'll ever ask yourself about life and yourself and your relationships and your business. And of course, all the way down into who the heck you are. That first aspect is reviewing the past year, and then it goes into creating your most extraordinary year, and then creating your most extraordinary life. And these are big questions. I'll spend um, several hours in the month of December myself going through these, these questions. What I advocate in the month of December and early January is someone take somewhere as minimum of three to five hours in this month to work on these. If you work on them, your year will change. It'll be different because writing creates clarity. Clarity precedes genius. When you take your ideas and put it on paper with some very specific questions about your life and your year and your big five for your year and what are you going to create and you reverse engineer, how are you going to create it? Who are you going to surround yourself with? And questions that are going to help you do that all the way to the theme of your year. Like this is the theme of 2024. This is what it is. Um, all the way down, I have 10 sections in that alone. And in it, I actually share some of my deepest writing exercises that if one chooses to do that, um, these are the deepest coaching exercises that I've used in my own retreats that I host um, on it. The first three sections are mandatory. Everything else is what I call a then some. If you want to do the other seven sections, great, do it. It's awesome. But the first three, if you want to change your life, do the first three sections and your life in 2024 and beyond will be different. And then everything else, they're all my systems. My 10 forms of wealth every month, the first of the month, you do your 10 forms of wealth. I, I mentioned like the physical health and the inner self. There's 10 forms of wealth. Do that. It takes two minutes. And then you're three and 30. Three goals in each of the 10 areas over the next 30 days. So on the first of the month, if you do this on you know January 1st, if you do your 10 forms of wealth in three and 30, you've got goals in each of the 10 areas of the 10 forms of wealth. Oh, Todd, I want more balance in my life. Balance is a myth. It ain't going to happen. But if you have your 10 forms of wealth in three and 30, and you're like, I'm going to focus on writing the book or 
my, I, my, I want to change my financial world. And I have three goals this month, the next 30 days to do the, these goals. And you just focus on that. I promise you, your life will look different in 30 days. All the way down into what I do, your W lags, your wins, losses, aha moments from the past week, your goals for this upcoming week. So every Sunday for 15 minutes, I actually, that's my system that I use to review and then prepare for this upcoming week into my my daily five. Today, what are the five things that I'm going to do today to make sure I have a winning day? Because if I have a winning day, I have a winning week, I have a winning week, I have a winning month, winning months, winning quarter, winning quarter, winning year, winning year, winning decades, winning decades, winning life. So it's all reverse engineered. The whole thing is right there, and that's my God Size Dreams Planner 2024. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm really fired up because I've been working my tail off on it, my own personal one, let alone getting it all ready to go out. And um, now that it's out, um, it's going to change some lives, and, and that it, fires me up. <clears throat> and I want to reiterate, if you don't take action, you don't follow a plan like this, you don't have your own formula, you're not willing to put in the work, a year from now, when you're complaining about the results you didn't get, mm. it's this work that you didn't do, which didn't get you those results. Mm. And as many successful people as I know, they all have a plan. And so if you don't have one, this kind of a planner can be that impetus. It can be the starting point. I assure you, every time I'm with Drew, he has a pen and paper. Yeah. He writes totally, everything totally down. He does. Like it's 2000 still. <laughs> yeah. He's not listening. He's not just recording it. He is literally writing it down. I'm excited to get access to yeah. this GSD yeah. planner. 100%. I'm going to use it. Yeah. Because I want better results. Mm-hmm. Even though I have clear f- success formula for me, I don't get down to that level of granularity all the time. Mm-hmm. Which means there are days I'm not winning. Yeah, And it's win stacking. If I don't win today, that's it. That's it. i got to do more tomorrow to catch up. That's it. And if you, if you take your GSD planner and then you were to share it with your spouse, your significant other, now all of a sudden you have some accountability. Or your coach, mm-hmm. like those who I coach, I say, Share your big five for the year, and let me hold you accountable to your big five. Because everything else has got to go. We got we got rid of, we got to get rid of some stuff to focus on. Here are the big five. What are the big five things you're gonna do to change your life? And it's not always about business. It might be about a relationship, and you want to repair a relationship or make it better, good, or your personal health. Like maybe your physical health is one of them. Big five for the year. Let me hold you accountable. If you have a coach or you have a significant other to help you with that, now you not only wrote it, now you're actually sharing it. Game changer. Game, Game changer. changer. And yeah. my goal with this show is to make every single person successful because I think success can be had by everybody. Agreed. 100% and I know agreed. one of your goals is 10 million lives? It was. It was. It was 10 million. Okay. And then the pandemic hit, <laughs> and I went through my own back injury again, and then it expanded. Um, so it was 10, and I 10X'd it. Yep. I love that. I 10X'd it. And um, through the GSD, we're going to help. That's exactly why right now, as I'm doing my own, I've been fired up since mid-November, Jeff. Um, there's some things that are happening because of my own sitting down and saying, hey, the last three years of going through this and navigating and using my own, I mean, my Get Your Mind Right came out in the middle of the pandemic um, and going through my own you know, stuff uh, led me to, you know what, I thought it was 10 million, it was always 10 million, and now it's to the point of I'm going way beyond just those who I coach um, in my mastermind group or in my in my gym setting, um, and it's we're gonna 10x that. That's amazing. That fired me up. I gotta set bigger goals. Well, when, when you <laughs> hang out with people like you, and all of a sudden you start em- embracing it. But really, when you hang out with people like you, Jeff, and then you listen to something like this, and then ultimately, you gotta what I I, I call tap into the whispers. You have to make sure that you do the soul search inside of you, like. Okay, what am I supposed to do? Like that really come like that come to Jesus moment, like, all right, what am I supposed to do? And you tap into your divine wisdom of, all right, what do you want me to do? And that's when you really gotta do some deep work. When you talked about like the GSD planner, it's the deep work that no one loves to do. And only, listen, less than 10% of people are gonna do it. But when you do that work, it's transformative to actually do the work. And when you do the work, all of a sudden, where it was, quote, 10 million people, now all of a sudden it, it catches on like wildfire and we're changing lives through fitness, through life coaching, and through the different programs we're offering because it's all about becoming the best you can be. My whole saying is live a life worth telling a story about what's your story. Live a life worth telling a story about what's your story. Whatever your story is, 
everyone's got a story, yeah. right? You heard my story today, but everyone listening in has their own unique story and it's all special. How do you let the world know who your story is and how do you create more impact with that story? To me, that's what is going to allow us to literally positively impact 100 million people with positivity. Because if there's ever a time that the world needs more positivity, energy, enthusiasm, optimism, impact, it's now. That's right. And that's why I'm fired up because 2024, we're going to have some <laughs> pretty big things coming out in 2024 that are going to, you know, the GSD is the kind of the foundational aspect. You sit down, you do the work, five, 10 hours, ideally, I'm telling you, then it's, you set the plan, you focus like heck on, on that. You put yourself around people that are going to allow you to do that. You get your mind right. And then it's on and you do the work. And next thing, oh, how did she come to my life? How did he come in my life? People just start all of a sudden, wait, how did that happen? Well, it's what I was just talking to Pastor Jeremiah about. And by the way, Pastor Jay, Dr. Jeremiah, um, is one of the most famous pastors in the world. He's got millions of followers. That's why he said, don't forget what you're, when you're 75 what I'm just telling you, because this book that he just wrote, um, it shouldn't be having this kind of success that it's having to the, to the, to the regular mind. <laughs> but all of a sudden, when it catches fire, yep. next thing you know, it proliferates. He's telling me, you know, hey, in 25 years from now, don't don't forget what I'm telling you. When you're 75, remember what I told you because I'll be long gone. That's what he said. And I'm like, man, guys, fire me up. But listen, you have mentors around you. you. I don't care how old you are. If you're if you're 20 listening, you're 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 50 or you're 75, right? It's all about the wisdom. And uh, Jeff, I know what you're doing is you're reaching a lot of people and and um, doing so many great things. So. Heck, between between uh, your mission and my mission, we got like man, a hundred million, yeah, <laughs> hundred million people, billion people, <laughs> billion people. I mean, there listen, you go. success is there for you, and it's about taking that action. So, if you're going to do one thing from listening to this episode, mm. get the GSD planner, take the time and do it, do the work. You can decide in a year from now if it was worth it or not. But we're talking five hours is what Todd said. Three to five hours of, of interpersonal work can set you up for the best year of your life. Yeah. So I, I get to meet a lot of you in, in, when I'm speaking and I see you guys around and a lot of the questions are, how do I? How do I? Mm. This is how. Yeah. This is what successful people do. They have clarity. They plan. They know where they're going. They have a path to get there. They hold themselves accountable and they follow some formula like impact to mm. do it. So if you don't have your own model, start with impact, start with GSD. And I mean, we're talking to one of the world's best coaches right now. I'm not a coach. This is a coach. Thank he you. knows how to do this. He does it with some of the best. Some of my friends who have achieved the highest level of success swear by Todd and his coaching, TD style, impact. So, Todd, thank you for coming and spending this time with our audience. Jeff, thank you, man. And, and you asked me, like, you know, how did Ladanian and, and Drew and these guys all come in? I think part of it is the fitness side because they, they saw the workouts were challenging and hard. But the other thing is what you just said. Um, regardless of what you do for a living, it's who you are. It's how you treat people and how you address the whole comprehensive total person being right. And as, as a, how good of a listener are you? Are you tapped in? Are you looking at the phone? Um, so when you can really hone in and use your interpersonal skills to listen and to glean wisdom from someone like yourself, um, I think these are like the unwritten rules of how to be successful, things that most people don't ever look at. But when you're listening now, the fact that you made it all the way through this podcast and you're listening in and you're focused or you, maybe you're going to go back and re-listen and you're going to take notes in your note section of your mm -hmm. phone and you're like, man, it's filled with stuff and i got to do these two or three things or I'm going to write my nothing else, your big five for the year and, and reverse engineer that. Um, that's exactly what it's all about. And I think you're, you're spot on with those who you're talking to in your audience. It's, um, physically you got to stay strong. When I say train hard, eat right, live inspired. Um, if nothing else for your new year's resolutions, uh, make sure you're exercising your training because that'll trigger your brain to get your mind right. And between your, your body and your mind, that's going to allow you to really stay inspired. So thank you for, for everything today. Well, thank you. And, and you say iron sharpens iron, but I believe like attracts like. Yep. And yeah. so if you're not mentally ready to be the best version of yourself and a Ladanian Tomlinson in your own way of life, work, whatever it is that you're doing, walks in and you're not there, they're not going to be inspired to want to work with you. True. So you've got to make sure that you are the best version of you because the highest performing people want to be around other high performers and all of you can be high performers. Every single person can be extraordinary. You just got to find that extra stuff and add it to your day to day and you get extraordinary results. 
get the GSD planner, and let's have the best 2024. And we can all know it started from Coach TD. Man, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And the one thing with that planner, um, people can just go to the uh, my website, tighterger.com, get it right there. It'll be in the notes below or wherever Show notes. wherever you're 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 watching this. But yes, go to go to Todd's website. You can get access to it. And I want to hear about it. So send me a message. Mm-hmm. I want to know. I want you to also let me be part of your accountability Amen plan. To that. I want to know those big five goals. There you go. Thank you so much for listening. If you're looking to level up your relationship capital game, then take a minute and text the word Jeff to 33777 for a free copy of my Network to Millions playbook. The link will also be provided in the show notes below. See you guys next time.